Welcome to Digging Deep with Pastor Yemi and Pastor Dayo Ogunsenya. We hope this message encourages you and builds your faith. Join us weekly as we dig deep into God's Word. Praise God. Hallelujah. Jesus is Lord. What a joy to be back with you once again on Digging Deep, our online Bible study. Uh, once again, my name is Pastor Yemi Ogusonya, and I'm uh, reaching you from the uh, auditorium of Faith Chapel here in Mississauga. Uh, tonight, I want to introduce a new series to you. We've been, for months now, we've been talking about health and healing. We have looked at it from every angle, and uh, we have been tremendously blessed. But from tonight, we want to begin to talk about something that's also as uh, important as health and how to uh, communicate with God. We will be talking about the subject of prayer, what it is, why pray, and how do we pray, and how, um, what kinds of prayer, how many kinds of prayer are out there. No? So you are going to be richly blessed. I want you to pay rapt attention. It may take us a few times, and I'm believing that Pastor Dio will join me somewhere, maybe in the next few weeks, and then we'll look at this from another angle. But let's start off with prayer tonight. Father in heaven, we thank you. Eternal rock of ages, we worship you. Thank you for the privilege. What a great privilege to be gathered together around your word, to be taught by your spirit. I pray for my sister, I pray for my brother, even tonight, that the Holy Spirit will open us up and give us revelation, insight, and perspective into spiritual things tonight. That will uh, uh, be, that we mark our lives individually uh, in Christ Jesus. Father, I yield myself to you tonight, that you speak in me and speak through me with precision and accuracy, that as many as are connected right now and those that will connect soon are in the nearest future, the same unction that is on tonight's broadcast will be made evident in their life and testimonies will abound. There will be a shift in the situation of your people. And to you alone, our God, shall be all the glory. For it is in Jesus' glorious name that I have prayed tonight Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we are going to, the scripture that we are going to camp around and be looking at from every which way is Ephesians chapter 6. We are going to look from verse 10 uh, to verse 13, and then we jump to verse 18. And sometimes we will, when we begin to consider the armor of prayer, we will read the whole of Ephesians uh, chapter 6. But tonight, come with me as we read from Ephesians chapter 6, from verse 10 to verse 13. Ephesians 6. Paul writing here, he said, finally, my brethren. He said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we, do not, for, for we do not wrestle. So there is a wrestling. There is a warfare. He said, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, 
Human beings are not our enemies. He said, but we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Verse 13 said, therefore, because we wrestle against these four major uh, forces of evil, he said, take up the whole armor of God so that we may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Verse 18 now, come with me to verse 18. It says, praying always, not occasionally, not only five minutes in the morning, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, let me jump in here. In, 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 in talking about prayer, we want to look at what is prayer. And I have a number of things here. John Wesley, one of our, our fathers in faith, made a, a, a startling statement in his time. Wesley was a praying man, and he was mightily used by God. But he made a statement. He said in his walk with God, it seems God is limited by our prayer life. That he can do nothing for humanity unless someone asks him. It looks to John Wesley as if God is limited by our prayer life. We can authorize him and we can hinder him. And that is, a, is the truth. Your prayer life can unleash the power of God in your life and it can stop the power of God in your life. Uh, prayer is the channel by which we connect with the grace of God to find help in time of need. God is willing to help you and I, but there has to be a medium of, of connecting with him, and prayer is that medium. Prayer is also doing warfare. We have read Ephesians. It said, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we wrestle against principalities. I will come to those major forces later on. So prayer is doing warfare with the invisible. Uh, you don't see spiritual hosts of wickedness. You don't see rulers of the darkness of this age. They are, they are uh, spirit beings. Uh, but prayer is doing warfare with these invisible forces of darkness to do what is called impossible. It is the platform for the exchange of your body for the blessings of God. Prayer is the platform on which you exchange your, blood, your body and receive the blessing of God. Prayer is also the platform for supernatural empowerment. To walk in the fullness of the spirit, in the power of God, is only available for the praying man or the praying woman. Uh, through prayer, we tap into fresh oil. I say that again. It is through prayer that you and I can tap into fresh oil. Uh, when you are prayerless, you are powerless. So prayer 
is an exercise in just like you go to the gym to build your biceps and triceps and every other muscles in your body. When you engage in prayer, you are building spiritual muscles. So prayer is a must in our Christian work. So a relationship with God through the name of Jesus is the definition of prayer. How do you have work with God? Jesus is the way. And when you pray in the name, he said to us in John 16, 23, he said, in that day you asked me nothing. He said, uh, either to you have asked me nothing. But he said, from now on, ask whatever you ask the Father based on your relationship with Jesus. He said, whatever you ask the Father in his name, whatever, whatever. That's like, a, to me, that looks like a blank check. But the amazing thing is that believers are not asking. We are not cashing in on that blank check. Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. Uh, so, fulfillment of destiny. Listen to me very well. We have studied the subject of healing. If you don't know the truth about healing, you cannot manifest the healing that Jesus purchased. If the same way, if you don't know the truth about prayer, it will be difficult for you and I to fulfill our destiny. So, fulfillment of destiny, because there are forces that want to stop you. You can only accomplish your God-given destiny in the place of prayer. So, authority. We were talking about authority last week with Pastor Dyer when we were praying. So, authority over the forces of darkness is only for the prayerful. Prayer is the medium of commanding Satan to to lose its hold on your health or on your finance or on your family. You must know how to pray. If not, you will be begging Satan. And a lot of saints, God, God's people, are trying to negotiate with Satan. They are trying to beg him. But Satan is a liar. You can't negotiate with a liar. He only understands authority and power. So prayer, when you, somebody said, when you slack in prayer, when you slack in prayer, you lose substance because the enemy will come in and take what is yours. Prayer is raising the standard against the forces of darkness. Oh, you are going to be blessed with this, sub, with this teaching. So uh, let's go back to our uh, scripture again. Ephesians, I want to walk you through it step by step. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians and chapter 6, he said, finally, my brethren, be strong. Now, Paul is not saying be strong in yourself. He said be strong in the Lord and in the power of his ability. God is all-powerful. And when you align with him in true prayer, you walk in his strength. So we are, we, it's possible to walk in, to be strong and walk in the power of God. And we do that through prayer. Verse, verse, uh, can we go to verse, uh, let's look at verse 12 again. Verse 12. Verse 12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but we wrestle. We are in warfare against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness, in the heavenly places. Now, Paul, by the Spirit of God, has listed 
four major categories of the enemies that you, will, that you will be confronted with as long as you are on this side of eternity. They are not in heaven. And it started with the least one, principalities. That's the lowest. Then powers. Then you have rulers of the darkness of this age. Then you have spiritual hosts of wickedness. Those that propagate and perpetuate wickedness all over the world. Those are the forces that we are contended with. But Paul saying we are to wage warfare against them. Uh, let me say some things here about prayer. Let's look at the elements, elements of prayer. What are the things? We have seen what prayer is. That prayer is communication with God. Prayer is a channel that you connect with God. Prayer is uh, doing warfare. Prayer, we said, is a platform to exchange your body. Prayer is all those things that I've mentioned. But let's look at the elements that must be in prayer. Number, the first one is fervency. Fervency. Let's look at John, James chapter 5. James chapter 5. We read from verse 16 to verse 18. James chapter 5. Uh, the book of James chapter 5. He said, confess your trespass to one another and pray for one another. That is not a suggestion. We are, we are focusing on the prayer part of it, that you may be healed. So if you don't pray for one another, you probably will not be healed. If you don't take authority over the healing that Jesus has purchased for us, we may not walk in it. And we have spent months talking about that. So look at this next statement. The Bible says the effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails what? Uh, if you look at that in the Amplified Bible, Amplified Classic, I love the translation there. Uh, it says, it said, the honest, heartfelt, continued prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available that is dynamic in its working. That is an amazing way to describe the prayer of the saint. The effectual, continued, sustained, heartfelt prayer not coming from your head that is coming from your heart. There is a place of heart connection for an effective prayer. Amen. So the first element that must be in our prayer is fervency. Fervency. Can we see Romans chapter 12 verse 11? Romans chapter 12 verse 11, just to emphasize this again. The book of Romans, it said, not lagging in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Be fervent. Spiritual fervency is important. When we are communicating, connecting with the grace of God for help in any area of our life. Number two, uh, element that must be in our prayer uh, is desire. Desire. You have to have a desire. Prayer is not uh, a game of roulette. It's just, uh, let's see, scatter shot. Maybe it will stick. No, there has to be a desire. Second Corinthians chapter 7. We look at verses 6 to 7. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verses 6 to 7. Let's see what the Bible says. Say, Nevertheless, God who comforts uh, the downcast, 
comforted us by the coming of Titus. Verse 7. And not only by his coming, but also by the consolation with which he comforted us in you. When he told us of your hardest, hardest, heartfelt desire, your mourning, your zeal for me, so that I rejoice even more. But I want you to zero in on the earnest desire. What is that which you want to ask God for? That which you want to pray about? Are you passionately desire it? I don't want to use the word desperately in need of it. But you, there has to be a fervent desire, harness desire, that this is what I want. I have thought about it. I have scripture to back it up. And I am not leaving the presence of God without getting it. Remember the parable of the woman, the, 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 the persistent widow that Jesus told. He said the, the, she came before an unrighteous judge who has no regard for God and man. But because of our importunity, because of our shameless boldness, our, our desire that she will not leave until she gets what she came for. You don't approach the throne of God and say, let's see whether God will give me. You go there with confidence, knowing that what you have come to ask is available and that God is willing to give it to you and you are willing to take it. So effective intercession involves harness desire. To see the answer come. I'm not going to give up. Quitters. So those who have come to try God, they don't get from God. You need fervency. That, another, another element that must be there is uh, perseverance or persistence. Perseverance. How long are you willing to stand? How long are you willing to stay in the presence of God until you get it? Hey, listen, in Ephesians 6.18, Ephesians 6.18, Ephesians 6.18, let's see, they're praying with all, uh, praying with all prayer, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance, all perseverance. We are not timing it that it must happen in two minutes. If not, we go to option B. We are ready to wait forever to have our heart desires fulfilled. We won't quit. So we need perseverance. You need to be persistent. Uh, Luke 18, verse 1. Luke 18. Jesus speaking in Luke 18, verse 1. Luke 18. Luke chapter 18 said, He spoke a parable to them that men, that is male and female, always ought to pray and not lose heart. If you are going to pray the Bible way, you, you can't be chicken-hearted. You have to be lion-hearted. Be ready to go all the way and stand until what Jesus has purchased becomes reality in your life. Uh, the, 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 the last thing that must be there uh, in the uh, as element of prayer is what is also one of the prayer boosters, which we will talk about down the line. That's fasting. Fasting. Fasting is denying your body uh, certain luxuries to fan the fire of your desire to receive in the place of fervency what God has purchased for you. So, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 10. Let's look at 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 7. 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 7. 1 Samuel chapter 10. It said, and let it be 
when these signs come to you, that you do as occasion demands, for God is with you. When, you see, the presence of God becomes more real when we, when we do away with certain things instead of eating six times a day, you limit it to two. Amen. Uh, so fa uh, fasting is not hunger strike. You just don't abstain from eat, eating. You abstain, you replace eating with eating spiritual food, the word of God. You camp with the word of God. You worship God and you stay in the presence of God. And you are fervent, standing on the promises of God. Uh, that's an element that uh, puts power to your request before God and delivers your answer speedily. Can I give you one more scripture now? 1 Corinthians 7, 5. 1 Corinthians 7, 5. Our time is moving tonight. 1 Corinthians 7, 5 says, Do not deprive one another except with consent for a time. This is very important, and I'm speaking to couples here. Now, if you are married, uh, because uh, you don't say, Pastor Yemi said, fasting, and you want to hurt to your, and uh, your spouse is demanding, God said, don't deprive one another, except for a consent. Let your spouse know that there is something you want to stand in the presence of God. You want to take table some issues before God. So uh, you abstain from the normal intimacy for some time. But don't, don't make it every 40, 40 days uh, because we don't want to harm your marriage. Uh, you know, that, let the word of God guide you in doing that. We need wisdom. He said, except that so that you may give yourself to fasting and prayer. So fasting goes with prayer. But if you are married, then it's with consent of your spouse because you don't have complete authority over your body. Your spouse does, according to the foundation of marriage in the Bible. But that's not where I'm going tonight. I just want you to see that fasting is an element of prayer and that is something you need to have. It's like salt to your soup. When you are cooking that soup, if you don't put salt, it will be tasteless. You need fasting to add fire and, uh, to your prayer. Amen. Uh, so tonight, we have looked at what prayer is. And I've given you a number of things. That major one that I want you to remember is prayer is communication with God. It's not a one-way street. You talk to God, and God responds. So prayer is connecting with the grace of God to receive help. Remember, he said, come boldly to the throne of grace that you may obtain help and receive, uh, that you may uh, receive well-time help when you need it. So coming to God, not to weep, not to beg, not to uh, just beg, not to beg God. Prayer is not begging. Prayer is laying hold of what God by his own choice and, uh, and desire has made available to us in the New Testament. We are not coming to beg. Uh, and then prayer is not complaining. Prayer is what? It is the platform for supernatural empowerment. We come to receive power. And then we are not coming to murmur and complain about what God has not done. Uh, somebody said in faith chapel, there's no pity party. In, in any Christian life, there should be no pity party. When you are going to, I don't want my children coming to me and say, Daddy, eh, please, if you get out of your mind, abundance of mercy, can you just give me some rice to eat? I'll kick that child. No, I, I won't kick that child. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> but I, 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 will, I will be amazed. 
I will be. If the rice is in the house, you got to eat rice. You don't need to come and beg God for your right as children of God. You remember Jesus said healing is even children's bread. And no father deprived their children of their daily bread. So you come boldly and you lay your case. He said, put me in remembrance. He said, come, let us reason together. Oh, my brother, my sister, this is an interesting study. But I want you to know you can speak to God and God will hear you. You can get God's attention with the name of Jesus. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it to you. The name of Jesus gets God's attention anywhere for any child of God. And I don't know what you want to pray about tonight. It, it doesn't make sense to hear all this and not use it. I want you to use that name tonight. Ah, Jesus is the answer to whatever you are going through. And tonight, I want you to join your faith with mine as I pray and just agree with me that that name will bring a change in your situation, whether it's in your finance, whether it's in your uh, PR card, or whatever you are believing God for, you are looking to him for. We make that exchange through the name of Jesus. And tonight, I, take, I stand on that name. I stand on, under the covering of that name, and we table it in the throne room of God tonight that Whatever you are believing for, receive the manifestation of it now in the name of Jesus. For the Bible says, whatever you ask the Lord, the, the Father in my name, he will give it to you. We believe we receive tonight and we give God the praise and glory for it. And Father, we thank you for you honor prayers. Or that is offered to you in the name of Jesus. So that sister, that brother, they have their manifestation tonight, and your name alone is glorified. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Now, I want you to join me next week. We will take a look deep into some of these things that I've mentioned tonight. We will look at how people prayed in the Bible, how Elijah prayed and called down fire, and a number of things, how Jesus prayed, how the apostles prayed. How long does it take them? Somewhere the Bible said, even after they have prayed, the place where they prayed was shaking, and great grace was released upon them. That is your story. Uh, in the next few weeks, in Jesus' precious name, I want you to know we love you, and Jesus loves you. Amen. Thank you for listening. And if you enjoyed today's message, why don't you like and subscribe to receive the latest message to keep you encouraged and inspired throughout the week. Be a blessing and continue to share God's message with friends. We appreciate you and pray for God's best in your life.